Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. Rules are an accepted principle or instruction that states the way things are or should be. Essentially, it tells us what we are allowed and not allowed to do. These things guide our lives, and this will be the basis of this episode. What are our rules? How do we live our lives? And can we change it? To look at, first of all, we have to look at things that are subjective or objective. Now, some rules are absolutely objective and you can't change these. And we'll talk about these soon. But there are many things that are subjective. And these are subject to our experience, ourselves. And we can change how we interact with these things because, well, they're subjective. So it's easiest, firstly, to break it down into three categories of rules. The three categories are, firstly, the natural God-given rules. The second one, the public or government or social rules. And the third one are the personal rules that we have inside ourselves. The natural God-given rules. If you want to have a lesson in insanity, go and try and change these rules because it's an impossibility. Basically, there are things like the law of gravity and the law of thermodynamics. These rules you just can't change. Does that mean that we just fall down to them and don't, don't work with them? Not at all. It means that we understand them, we learn what they are first of all, and then we interact with them. And this is how we use science and technology. We've learned how to fly planes, all because we understand how these rules work and how to work with them. The second category is the public rules. Now, this is based on what leadership says, and that can be through the government leadership, where it can be very strict and communistic, or it can be very soft and democratic. It can be through your work organization or social club. Whatever it is, there is always a leader or hierarchy of some description. In this fashion, there are rules in which we live by in these groups. Now, these are often malleable to an extent. For example, in a democracy, you can vote. You can also influence people by the way that you interact with them, and that can change the rules as you go on. But that's not what this episode is about. The main category we're going to focus on is our personal rules. Now, this is a lot like boundaries in which we've talked about before. And this is where we learn to adjust what is malleable. We all have proclivities and preferences and these things are generally the formation of what our rules are. What that looks like is this. If you like something then you will build a rule around it and if you dislike it you'll also build a rule. So if you find a personal habit to be disgusting then you'll be disgusted by it and you'll have a subconscious rule that if somebody does this then you will be repulsed by it and subsequently you'll act in a certain way. And also if you like something, then you're gonna be attracted to that certain thing. And you will have a rule that when there's an opportunity to do X, you will go ahead and do it. In order to look 
look at this deeper, firstly, we have to look at three aspects of it. And the number one part of this is looking at why we got these rules in the first place. Now, many of these preferences are just simply inborn. They're just things that we have a genetic predisposition for. But most of them, in my experience, are environmental or based on our own abilities to change. And these ones we can absolutely work with. We can look at our lives and say, well, hey, we've been hurt in the past at this level or we've been scarred or we've found that if we act in a certain way, then we get stood on. If we understand that this has happened and this is why we act in a certain way, then we can examine it and say, is this the only way we can act? And then by looking around and seeing other people who have changed, that's the first step in making the change. The second step, as I mentioned already, is are they malleable? Now, some of these rules simply either are not malleable or are so difficult to change that maybe the juice is not worth the squeeze. Now, think back to something in your life. Is there a rule or a belief or something that is set in stone at such a deep level at your identity that you're absolutely unwilling to change? These areas are often the areas that we have to examine, but usually they're the places that we can leave alone because we can focus on the easier parts first. And the third thing is looking at the magic question. What is possible? Because as I said before, rules are about accepting uh, instruction, telling us what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. By looking at possibilities, we flip this and we see what we can do not what we can't do. And as soon as we do this, everything starts to change. It's simply a looking at our beliefs. And if you examine yourself and your past decisions, you can ask yourself questions like, what do you believe now that you didn't believe in the past? Surely there are so many things that you can think of. Perhaps you used to believe in a character that may or may not be true if kids are listening, the Easter Bunny. Or perhaps... You learned how to ride a bike, and before you were able to ride a bike, you had a belief that you couldn't ride a bike. Once you could ride a bike, you could say, well, hey, I can ride bikes now. So what's the difference? How did you change that belief? In the example about riding a bike, it simply comes down to experience, and that's one of the easiest ways to change a belief, simply by experiencing it. So if you want to change something, Go out and do it. And once you've done it, you'll understand that what was true before is no longer true after the fact. If you couldn't read and you've learned how to read, you are now literate. And then once you think about it, you use that metacognition process. You think about thinking and you say, hey, I'm literate. And it becomes you at your identity that you are a reader. But we can also reverse engineer the process because if it was easy enough just to change everything, then everyone would do it. So what we have to do is change how we think about things and then watch how things change on the outside. And I find the real power is in here because from this place, you can go from incompetent in one area to at least being up to the task. And then once you set up to the task, then you can transform that into the experience component. And then once you've done that, you'll move on to everything I've just talked about, that you'll experience it, that that you will change at your level of your identity and that things will start to move ahead for you. So in summary, 
we have all got rules that we have to abide by. And the way that we perceive these rules will change the way in which we live our life. It's so important that we learn what rules we can change. And the best way I've done this is by dividing it into three categories of the ones you can't change, the natural rules, the ones that are partially malleable, which is the public rules, and the personal rules, which are mostly malleable. And then once you've learned what you want to change, look at how you got there, look at are they actually malleable, and then look at the possibility, and then set about changing it either by your experience or by the internal structures. And once you do this, the rules will not apply to you, that you will live life on your terms. You will not be limited by the rules. And when you come to this place, suddenly life is full of possibility. In this episode, we looked at rules, and once you understand that rules create the boundary conditions for your life, and you can control many of these, then you can change your life exactly as you want it to be. This looks at it from a success point of view, but our next guest focuses on the failure aspect. Paul from My Perfect Failure podcast believes that failure is a vital ingredient to future successes. And although the subject is about failure, it takes an approach where it examines it and finds a positive spin, leaving his audience with an abundance of tips, tricks, and tools they can easily introduce to their everyday lives. Here's Paul. I'm Paul Padmore, the founder and creator of the podcast, My Perfect Failure. The goal of the podcast, the goal of the podcast is to show people that failure and success can coexist together. They are one and the same. You cannot have one without the other. That's the goal of the podcast. Why my perfect failure? Um, the podcast or the idea came about as a result of a personal failure, a personal work failure. I was working for a startup business in the digital advertising industry. Wasn't going according to plan, wasn't able to execute the way I wanted to execute. Ultimately, that situation didn't last. So I had, as I was going through that process, I had a reoccurring idea how people navigate difficulties, challenges, setbacks, failures. Um, it basically became a reoccurring theme in my head, continued after I got a new job, the idea continued. So I thought to myself, why don't I put a podcast together? Although I had no idea how to do this, I thought, okay, I love podcasts. Why don't I do a podcast? I wanted to discover how noted people like Jay-Z, how did he navigate the choppy waters of hip hop early on in his career to become the first hip hop billionaire? How did JK Rowling overcome numerous publisher rejections to finally get Harry Potter published and to achieve fame and fortune? 
Michael Jordan, Jordan even famously said he missed more than 9,000 shots in his career, lost more than 300 games in his career, and 26 times he was trusted to take the game's final winning shot and missed. And he famously said, I failed over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeed. What I've got from this journey is fabulous growth. I've had the opportunity of learning how to put a podcast together. And of course, I've had fabulous guests on my podcast who've provided wonderful tips, tricks, and essentially a toolbox for me and listeners to navigate success or failure to success. Um, noted guests I've had, Chris, Dor Chris Doris talks wonderfully about mental toughness. Beth Comstock, former vice chair of General Electric, talks wonderfully about how to navigate situations, how to empower people, how to give, a, give ourselves permission to, to embrace situations to grow as individuals. I've had um, Manisha Taylor MB from the UK who talks about her journey in her football coaching career and the challenges that she's had to help diversity and also people with mental illness challenges. So she's done a wonderful job. Erin Aaron Baker also, who was a, a former exec of Facebook and Microsoft. And she uses all the skills and, tri and tricks that she's learned over the years to now help professional executives progress in their chosen careers. Basically, it's been a wonderful journey. I've learned fabulous things such as mindset, mental toughness, feedback, reframing, and giving ourselves permission to grow. So there's been magic. The magic's been, I get to grow personally from a personal perspective. I, I've got to learn how to put podcasts together. I've got to grow and learn from listening to fantastic guests who's, who've given me some wonderful advice. But also, this is the real magic, listeners get to grow with me. So they get to listen to these wonderful people who have agreed to come on the podcast and they want to help people realize their dreams, aspirations and goals. So the trick is to embrace failure. If we embrace failure, we can find success, just like Jay-Z, just like J.K. Rowling, just like Michael Jordan and numerous other people, because they embrace the idea that failure and success coexist together. When we, when we experience a setback, we don't stop. We 
take that as an opportunity, an opportunity to learn and grow. So I've got some takeouts that I think that I use daily and I think, well, I hope that um, whoever listens to this episode will use these takeouts when we experience setbacks or challenges. When we experience a setback or challenge, recite to yourself, I'm not there yet, but I'm on the right track. Another, something else we can do is this take me, this may take a little time to perfect. Another one would be mistakes help me get better. So I'm going to improve what even after I make a mistake, it's going to help me perfect what I'm looking to achieve. When we hit a challenge or a snag, think, what am I missing? What do I need to add? What do I need to plug this situation? Also think when we experience a challenge or failure, I'm going to figure this out. I'm not going to let this situation beat me. Be positive. With endeavor, we always find a solution. And finally, I'd like to say is we can do better. Always think we, I can do better. If I put my mind to it, I can do better. All these disciplines or daily nuggets, if you want to call them, they will help. Not They help me grow by having these as daily rituals. And I'm convinced that if you, the listener, employ these on a daily basis, you too will see growth because failure, success, coexist. They are one and the same. Do not, under any circumstances, let failure win over success. Embrace the idea that they coexist together. And if you do that, you will undoubtedly achieve your objectives. Okay, so I'd like to wish everybody now health, wealth, and happiness. And I hope you enjoy this edition. Thank you very much. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.